welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast, where we introduce you to Shenandoah Valley residents who are living, working, and thriving in Virginia's iconic valley. Ready to make the Shenandoah Valley your home? Visit ShenandoahValleyLiving.com to start your Shenandoah Valley life. Welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. I'm Jay Langston, the Executive Director of the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. We are the regional economic development and marketing organization on behalf of our 12 localities in the Shenandoah Valley. Today, we are welcoming Brent Seacrest. He is a plant superintendent with Modine, a company that you probably are not aware of, but who makes your life a whole lot more comfortable. This podcast is brought to you by our friends from the Stanton Innovation Hub, a wonderful co-working space in the city of Stanton. Grow with us. At the Stanton Innovation Hub, a co-working facility designed to reduce barriers to innovation, open new opportunities, and cultivate community. Located in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, we're in close proximity to Interstates 81 and 64. We're surrounded by eight colleges and universities and have 30,000 square feet of co-working office and event space. Let us help you eliminate distractions in a safe, energetic environment. To learn more, visit stantonhub.com. Welcome, Brent, uh, to the Shenandoah Valley Live uh, podcast. I appreciate you joining us today. Um, Brent, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Brent Seacrest. I'm the plant superintendent at Mooney Manufacturing Company in Buena Vista, Virginia. Um, been with the company for a little bit over 22 years now. Yeah, so you've been there a while. Tell us about yourself. We were, as as always, we were talking before we start the recording, and you're from the area. You have roots in the area. Uh, give us the background on that. So I was born and raised in Buena Vista, Virginia. Um, went to high school at Perry McClure High School, graduated, and was very fortunate to receive an athletic grant and aid to play uh, football at James Madison University. So um, went to JMU, played uh, four years of collegiate football there, graduated, um, and then had the opportunity to start um, teaching and coaching. So I traveled to Hopewell, Virginia. That was my first teaching job and did that for two years. Then I received a phone call from my former college coach and wanted to know if I wanted to coach collegiate football. So at my alma mater at JMU. So that was kind of a dream. So I decided to do that. Um, did that for a little bit under a year. Yeah, that had to be fun to have played there and then be called back to also coach. Or was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a great experience for me. Um, it, yeah, it was different just seeing while I was playing kind of what they went through as a, mm-hmm. as a coaching staff mm-hmm. and what they look at. And um, so I will tell you, it's probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever had as far as time commitment. Um, going in that early in the morning, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock staff meetings, and then really not seeing daylight until we went for practice. Um, you know, when you start out as a college football coach, you start on the bottom and you're kind of responsible for a lot of different things. Right. So, um, but, you know, I did that for a year and then actually ended up moving back to Buena Vista with the intention of uh, teaching and coaching at the high school that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I was doing that, and when I came back, there was a second shift production supervisor opening at Moni Manufacturing. And um, my dad had um, he he had worked his entire life in manufacturing and um, was a supervisor. And so we talked about it, and you know he was telling me it's a great career, um, obviously challenging, but a great career to get into. So. I did that. So I started as a second shift supervisor, and, and, and the rest is history. Um, so you just applied. I just applied, at, yeah. At, the, at, the, at Modine and wound up there. So and you how, – how long ago was that? And yeah. exactly – tell us what Modine is because it is not a household name. And, oh, by the way, for people that are listening, it is <clears> – <throat> Buena Vista, not Buena Vista. You can clearly identify yourself as an outsider if you call it Buena Vista. That's right. You can call it whatever you want as long as you uh, try to attempt to, you know, move to Buena Vista or the area. How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Modine um, headquarters are in Racing, Wisconsin, okay? Mm-hmm. We're a global company. Um, we were founded in 1916. Um and we design, manufacture, and test heat transfer products for a wide variety of applications and markets. Um, we're at work in practically every corner of the world delivering solutions for customers' needs and whenever they need them. So um, the Buena Vista facility itself, um, we were established in 1963. So we've been there for a long time, and uh, we're very proud of that as well. Um, being from... Buena Vista, I've seen a lot of industry move out of the area. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of, you know, there was two major floods in in that area. And um, since then, um, you know, that's been taken care of with the flood wall being implemented. But it's really important to me for for Modine to continue its success um, for the area itself as well, um, to continue and, and try to get try to get that area back to what it used to be, um, a thriving community with businesses and and um, just people moving into the area because it's a lot of it, there's a lot of great things about the area. I love the way that you're describing things, Brent, because this is going to be more of a stream of consciousness uh, type of interview, but they are very integri- in integral i can't say it basically in inextricably linked together because of the manufacturing history and quality of life right and the aspect and there are a lot of good things going on um you know modine has certainly been a citizen for almost 60 years Mm -hmm. now and your description there might have gone over a lot of people's heads and exactly what you're doing but why don't you tell them what you produce there i mean you you people don't understand but you do thermal heat exchange that's that's essentially it's thermal management and it's and for industrial applications commercial applications all kinds of things uh talk about the operations there, what it provides. You've had a recent expansion, which is a wonderful news uh, for the, the city and certainly for the, the valley as a whole. So, Yeah, Modine itself, um, when you look at the Buena Vista facility, um, we're, a, we're a small portion of the company itself. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about thermal transfer, heat transfer, um, but the Buena Vista facility um, really specializes in HVAC. So 
Um, moating overall, you're looking at HVAC, commercial data centers, off-highway, power industrial, um, and refrigeration. But the Buena Vista facility itself, we produce um, a lot of different products that are related to HVAC. So we produce gas-fired unit heaters. Um, we produce um, direct-fired units, um, weatherproof units. Um, we produce a product, Airedale, which is um, a cooling unit for school systems. A lot of school systems go in and they're doing remodeling. And this is a perfect unit for, for that application, um, replacing the old window-style units where they're really loud. Um, and the Airedale units are really quiet, and they go in, in each individual classroom. And teachers love them because, number one, they're really quiet. And number two, you can control the environment in a classroom, which is really important. Um, students learn better, obviously, when the environment is controlled and then also the noise level. So as a former teacher, I can tell you it's really important. If it's hot in there, students are going to be, you know, everywhere. So trying to get cool, and if it's too cold, people are not learning. So anyway, that's um, that's some of the products we make there. And um, we, uh, we have different processes in the plan as far as we do make the stock, which is a very fast um, cycle time. So we produce those at a quick, quicker rate. And we actually stock those and, and have those so we can ship them same day or next day. And then we make products that are make to order. The customer specifies what they want on that unit. And it takes a little bit longer to build those, but they are specifically designed and and customers can choose what they want on those units. And um, and so we make those to, to order. And I suspect that that's because of what the equipment is going in is Absolutely. different. The schools are different. Every the different environments and so forth lead to that. And so you have the ability to do that there. Yes, customers are specifying what they need the product for. Um, we have application engineers that are doing that that work behind the scenes, and then uh, they release orders to the facility, and and we we make whatever the customer needs in the application they need it for. How many people do you have working in Modine? Yeah. Um, so right now we're at 250 employees hourly. Um, we are at 40 salary, so we're right at 290. Um, the plan is to hopefully get 20 more full-time employees hired, and we're still looking for a lot of temporary employees as well for seasonal work. Um, we were talking about the growth of Modine and – um, talking about headcount. Yes. You know, we, the chiller business is going to be coming to um, the Rockbridge facility, and we're looking to hire up to 50 to 60 people in the next five years, and those are full-time opportunities. So the opportunities are there for, for employees. Perfect segue, Brent. Again, uh, people really don't understand the manufacturing environment today, what it is now versus what it has been in the past. From a technological standpoint, from a workforce skill set standpoint, and really the career path opportunities that are available, you actually are an example of that uh, that came in. Why don't you describe your path, your career path in Modine, and talk about what is available that you just mentioned to these number of jobs? Now, these are really good jobs uh, for a really 
well-established company. Yeah. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, as you stated, I, I took a very interesting path to manufacturing. You know, um, when I was studying um, education and, and I was actually a kinesiology major and I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, so if you had said, hey, you know, you're going to spend your career in manufacturing while I was at JMU, I would have said, you know, wow, um, I wouldn't expect that. So the best thing about this is for me, um, I'm able to use my skill sets that I had as a teacher and as a coach. And I'm, I'm doing that with adults instead of kids, right? So um, I'm still trying to solve problems on a daily basis. I'm interacting with people, which I love to do. Um, and so for me, the opportunity was a really, really good opportunity to use the skill set that, that I've learned and continue my career dealing with problems on a daily basis, solving problems and dealing with people and, and trying to help them be successful. And ultimately, that's what I wanted to do as a teacher anyway, was I wanted to help kids to be able to become better citizens um, and, and future employer, future employees for employers. And so... Yeah, you know, I, as a teacher, I remember um, a lot of times um, guidance counselors and, and principals and even parents pushing, hey, uh, you need to go get your two-year degree or your four-year degree. And, and trust mm-hmm. me, I'm completely fine with that. Um, I'm an example of someone who did that. Um, and, and I know my parents really pushed that, that um, you know, trying to go to college and, and that. But I will tell you that um, – two-year degree and four-year degrees will help you in manufacturing. Um, manufacturing is not what I think a lot of people view it as. Um, I think when you say a factory or manufacturer, people um, imagine a dark, uh, the, the lighting is not really good there. It's a dirty environment. Um, and You're right. That is exactly what people perceive. Yes. It is the, it is the exact opposite. opposite nowadays. Yeah. 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 Um, it is the exact opposite. The skill set needed to work in manufacturing has changed um, dramatically, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, um, in, in the previous years, um, there were times that, you know, you would come in and you would run a machine all day and, and, um, but, but like I said, times are different now. The skill sets um, have changed. So, and that's really what I've seen over the years, um, especially at Modine, is as we've gotten and we've received new products, the skill sets have changed. And the desire to have different types of skill sets coming in the door has really changed. So mm-hmm. um, the days of coming in and just running a machine all day, yeah, they're, they're, those opportunities are there. But Skill sets such as brazen, um, welding, being able to read blueprints is really important. Wiring diagrams, because you're dealing with um, really um, technological advanced equipment as far as you know. Um, it is programming. precision industry. It's precision industry, exactly. Right. Yeah, when you're when you're dealing with fabrication and someone who's bending parts to make the parts for a unit. You know, you have to be within thirty thousandths of that of that break sequence, and that's so, pretty tight tolerance. Yes, it is. It's really tight um, when you're bending when you're bending metal. So, um, and and that's one of the more difficult, I think, skill sets to see is having a, a flat piece of metal and having someone visualize according to the print what it's supposed to look like. 
the 90-degree bend, four or five different breaks. So, yeah, this, the skill sets have definitely changed over the years, and it's going to be really important for us to continue getting those type of employees in. Um, the chiller itself is going to present a lot of welding, brazing opportunity, a lot of um, building complex units. Um, so I'm looking forward to the challenge, but it's really important for us to continue to be able to recruit those type of employees. And um, and I would say, you know, um, students graduating from high school or, or early in their career who really have not established what they want to do for the rest of their life, um, I think it's a good opportunity to come and work while you're trying to figure that out. And, and I think they'll be surprised on what they find, um, the potential of earning a really good living in manufacturing. I, and I think you just alluded to something that people don't think about, but there are career path opportunities within the manufacturing. Someone that comes in and starts the fabrication, what's a couple of examples of where they could go with, yeah. with doing that? Because I bet that Modine invests in the employees as they, well. They do, and and I could say that I'm a, I'm a perfect example of, of, of having the ability and, and just the desire to try to move up within the company, but... Um, I had an employee who, who came in as a temporary employee, and right off the bat, they demonstrated the ability to just do a great job in wiring. And, and, and they, had, they excelled in that opportunity, and then they went to another position. A year and a year and a half into his career, this individual is a lead person. So they move up to the lead person position. Two years later, this person's a supervisor now. So the opportunities are there for employees who want to try to better themselves, and um, we always need leadership abilities. Um, those those abilities are really important as you're growing. Um, you know, training and managing employees and helping them to excel. Just like I said, teaching. You know, when you when you teach students, your hope is that they will become better um, at at their the subject matter, or that they'll learn a lot of different things as well. So yeah, the opportunities are endless there. Um, you know, you come in as an hourly employee and, and there's there's a job bidding system. So in the future, you can bid on different opportunities within the facility. Um, but, yeah, just just the ability to to move up within the company. Um, if someone wants to to really strive to do that, the opportunities are there. Your motto for the company is always innovation always improving. Yeah. It sounds like you're putting that to practice with employees and other processes. I mean, how is that being implemented in the facilities in Buena Vista and Rockbridge? Yeah, so the innovation part, obviously, I think you're exactly right. I think that kind of speaks to itself of what um, we're doing at the Buena Vista facility. Um, as far as innovation, you know, we have the chillers coming over. We have the Airedale, the Airedale unit, for example, um, controlling the environment in classrooms, mm -hmm. which is really important. Um, so that is a great example of what the Buena Vista facility is doing. And then you talk about always improving. That is a really important aspect of, of manufacturing, but especially at Buena Vista. If you're not trying to improve and you're not trying to do that on a daily basis, you're going to get behind no doubt about it, because you know um, your competitors are really trying to do the same thing, right? They're trying to improve right. because that's really what – that's how you gain business. That's how you gain market share, your quality, everything. So 
we focus a lot on continuous improvement on a daily basis, weekly basis, and it's really driven, um, you know, from our CEO down. So um, continuous improvement it should be a daily activity, and um, and it's really the the chance for a company to to make itself um, a better company by doing that. Before I leave the the focus on uh, Modine, what would you recommend for someone who is intrigued by the opportunities that you're talking about? What would you recommend for a young or uh, an adult who is looking at a, you know, potential career uh, change or an opportunity and doesn't understand where that could lead? What would you recommend for them to do? Would it be, you know, talk to a counselor or reach out to a company? Or is it, you know, Dabney Lancaster Community College or Blue Ridge Community College? I'd love your thoughts on that. Everything you just said would be a great opportunity. But yeah, I mean, I think having the opportunity to come to the facility and look at it, um, if I were someone who wanted to see the opportunities, I would want to look and see what I'm getting into, right? I would want to have the chance to tour the facility, to look at the machinery, to look at kind of what they, the employees do on a daily basis. Um, talking to counselors is also a great research, a resource in high school. Um, and sometimes the, the counselor may have not have, they may not have toured the facility, so they might not know exactly right. what is going on from right. there. So, maybe they can recommend this this student or future employee to come down to do a tour. Um, I think phone calls, um, doing research, um, you know, we've had some videos that have come out to kind of show what what moding is like on a daily basis, kind of what the company is striving for. Which so, you are the star of one of those <laughs> videos, which is a great video, by the way. Appreciate that. Yeah, that, they did a great job with that. And um um, I, we, we, uh, we're really proud of, of the end product there. So, um, but yeah, I just, I think research and it's just like anything else. If you're looking to go into a career field, you want to do your proper research and, and ultimately you want to find out, you know, people work obviously for, for, for money, uh, for their, their benefits sure. and, and finding sure. out, you know, what kind of, what kind of life can they live by doing a certain profession? And it needs to be something you enjoy as well, getting up every day and going to work. So, um, you know, a job is a job for, you know, it's work, right? But you want to try to enjoy and, and try to have as much involvement in your career as possible. So I think um, I think really good research on the front end will help you understand that, look, manufacturing is does not, it's not that, that stigma or that reputation that, that's had for the years and years. It's It's different. So... That's great. Um, I want to transition to something that you're also passionate about, but it's the community. You were raised there in Buena Vista. It has had its share of troubles, like many small rural communities in the in the country, but it's coming back. There are good things that are going on there now. Uh, Southern Virginia uh, University is there and bringing people in. Uh, the community is engaged at downtown renovation. We have a very good local economic development uh, group there in, in town. Talk about what you see is going on in downtown and the opportunities there, because you're a gateway to the Blue Ridge Parkway. You're very close to uh, the Appalachian Trail, um, gateway community there in, in that sense. Um, talk about 
talk about the community and what's there uh, is offered there uh, in terms of both of the work and the lifestyle. Yeah, let me uh, let me go back a second. I I need to. The reason I'm still in Buena Vista, obviously, I, I need to go back to that when you were when you were asking me, when you were asking me about yeah. a little bit about myself. Um, I got to mention my family. Uh, obviously, it's really important. So my wife works in in the Roberts County area at the uh, at Carillion Roberts County Hospital. She's yes. in the X-ray department. Yes, and we've been able to raise our two uh, two children in that area. So we purposely. Um, live in that area because we, you know, we wanted to raise our children in the Roberts County, but specifically in the Buena Vista school system, um, which I was a part of. And um, so we're really proud of that. My daughter is a rising sophomore at JMU and my son is a rising senior at Primacore High School. So that kind of segues right into, you know, why Buena Vista for me, but also the kind of the history and, and why it's so important for that area to continue to grow. So, um, you know, I had visions when I was in high school, you know, hey, I want to come back and I want to coach and I want to I want to be able to pay back the opportunities that I had when I was growing up. And when I was growing up, Buena Vista was was a really great area to be in. And it still is. It's just it, like you said, it's coming back. It's it's a uh, revitalization. And um, there's a lot of reasons why the area has, um, you know, has lost industry Um main reason, obviously, the two floods that happened and right. just haven't been able right. to recover completely. Um, but yeah, companies are starting to move in, business is growing. Um, but the area itself is, to me, it's a safe place to raise a family. Um, and it's actually a great location um, because you're close to a lot of different things that you can, you know, you can get involved with. And it's just beautiful as well. Um but it's really important to me just because I'm passionate about seeing the community get back to where it was at. I remember um, when I was in high school and even a kid, there were shops open. You know, you'd see people walking up and down the street on Saturdays. Um, you know, it was just so much involvement um, for athletic events. I tell you, um, you're talking about um, a, a, a group of people that are passionate about athletics that that's that's Buena Vista Virginia group um so that's another great thing when you you have a community that backs um the school system the mm-hmm. athletic program everything about it it's really really nice and I, I've I've honestly not seen a lot of areas where you know, when you when you win a game or win a championship, you know you have the whole community parading you back in the community. It's it's a lot of a lot of nice things about living in a small community. So, um, but yeah, that's why I'm passionate about Buena Vista growing um, because number one, I think Modine has given with the growth a lot of opportunities for people to come in the area and continue to get really good jobs, um, jobs that pay really well, great benefits, and have the ability to, um, you know, help you to have a good lifestyle in that area. So Yeah, you're really speaking to our motto with the Shenandoah Valley Life podcast. I mean, it's, you know, a place to to work, live, play, and serve, uh, all wrapped in into one. And I think you really highlighted some of the things that are going on and the opportunities. And, and in your area, people don't realize – all of the amenities that you really have because you do have this close 
tight-knit community. You have three universities within essentially a three-mile radius of one another with Southern Virginia, VMI, and Washington and Lee. They're all together, which brings an unbelievable uh, amount of influx of knowledge and and uh, people with different perspectives and so forth. And so it is, it's exciting to, to see how the community is turning around. Okay, the last question that we ask everybody is, what's your perfect day in the Valley? Well, that's a tough question because <laughs> there's, like we were saying, there's so many things to get involved in. Um, you know, people who love being outdoors and love hunting and fishing, or if you like hiking or... It's just so, but for me, um, I'm partial because um, being a former college football player, I love I love going to college football games. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do, um, hands down. Mm-hmm. So, perfect day is you know getting up on one of those fall mornings where it's cool, chilly. Um, you know, putting a light jacket on. You're you're getting a car and you're going to where whatever game you're going to. You know, for me, it's been a lot of JMU games or a lot of Virginia. University of Virginia games, going up to the game, traveling, taking your time, mm-hmm. getting there, enjoying the the crowd, the the fans, going to the game and enjoying the game, and then you know getting in a car and stopping to eat on the way home, and at a lot of local restaurants, and then you come home and and hey, there's more college football on TV. So, <laughs> um, but for me, that's that's a great Saturday afternoon. Um, it's just nothing better. And then, obviously, I'm lucky because um, my son's still playing high school football, so going to the high school football game on a Friday night. and then Which has doing got out, to be just so much fun. It is. It, it is. It's, you know, uh, I coached for a long time. Um, I volunteered at our local high school, and um, I, I stepped away from that because I wanted to have the ability to, to watch our son play and, and kind of enjoy that as a parent and not as a coach. So it's been great. Um, I really enjoy that as well. Brent, do you have anything else? No, I would just say um, there's lots of opportunities at Modine. Um, we're looking for um, all different types of backgrounds. Um, I will tell you that there's a, another perception that you have to have had manufacturing experience to, to do well, and that, that's not true. I, I've, we've got plenty of success stories of, of people that have transitioned from the medical field, CNAs that have come and just done a great job, managers that um, restaurants. So that's great um, information. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important when people see manufacturing, they're like, okay, I've never done it before. Can I do it? And the answer to that is yes. If you, if you put your mind to doing something and you want something bad enough, you know, we'll do that. We'll train you. We'll, we'll give you a chance to be successful. But, um, I think it's good for everybody to at least look at and to give it a try. Um, so that's really my final statement is that's, that's the best information I can give to everybody that's listening is um, if you want a good career and a career that's that's solid and um, that will be there, then, then you know, give it a chance. So, Great information to wrap it up. Really appreciate you joining us on yeah. the podcast, Brent. And good luck with your continuing role at Modine and what you're doing for the community. We thank you for right. it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate right. it. It's a pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Thanks for listening.